Hey listeners, Ian here. Before you jump into this week's episode, there's a few things that I should say beforehand. First off, trigger warning. We're going to be talking about sexual assault and sexual harassment during this episode, so if that's not something you want to hear about, you'd probably be better to skip this episode. It's also important to note three additional things. First, Migs and I are both white males, so that means we're part of the majority culture, and we have blind spots and biases of our own that we totally acknowledge. Second, a lot of the stuff Migs and I talked about came from articles we read during research of the Evander Cade trade about his performance on the ice and off of it, specifically myself, Ian. Uh, I talked a lot about an article that Paul Gackle published in the San Jose Mercury News on March 10th, 2018, named Racism, Winnipeg, and Why the Sharks Are a Good Fit for Evander Kane. I explicitly stated I was referencing it a few times in the episode, but I also referenced Paul's writing without explicitly saying that I was doing so. Um, I thought it was a really good article, and go ahead and give it a read. There's a lot of content in there that I think is really good, and uh, I mentioned it, so if you liked it, go ahead and read that as well. Uh, third, and maybe the most important, um, we, we take this very seriously. Evander Kane is a good hockey player. But in no way does that justify, lessen, or make okay what he has done off the ice. If it makes it seem like we might be sympathetic to the viewpoint that because he's a good hockey player, it doesn't matter what he's done or if it's okay that what he's done. Um, we, we do not share that viewpoint and we want to make sure that we're not coming off that way and that we do not think that is an okay viewpoint. So we just want to clarify these things. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit long on the front end with this little warning right now, but hey, we actually think it's a really good conversation with a lot of honest thoughts, and we had a lot of fun recording it. Enjoy. Welcome to Back to the Point. My name is Migs. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Ian. And welcome back to the podcast after a several week hiatus. I know mm-hmm. not much has gone in our lives. We're just bad at recording. Yeah, we missed the schedule, so it didn't happen. Yeah, so I guess there's one big development since the last time we recorded, Ian. Uh, we're, we're in person. We're in person, actually. That's all that that's actually is a big, big development. Uh, first time since our... Uh, car recording session yeah several months ago you said it was newport beach it's in newport yeah um we're in an apartment this time on a table so yes, that's okay that's it's better <clears throat> although there is some rain outside so if you hear a little drip drip it's the uh the rain outside the door anyway uh how boring is that it was very boring <laughs> that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was pretty bad we should okay. go back and kill those tens all right so uh there have been several games since our last podcast um, a few losses, few wins, but let's just jump right into the biggest development, Ian. Uh, the trade deadline has come and gone, and the Sharks are with a new notable top-line player in Evander Kane. Yeah. So what do you think about this trade? Uh, there's a lot going there's a on lot with, to this do with this trade. trade yeah. First, uh, let's talk about uh, what, I guess what didn't happen. Uh, Aaron Dell didn't get traded, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, and... <clears throat> There was an interview where Doug Wilson said he didn't even entertain any offers about that. Yeah. So that feels cool. And then uh, within these weeks since we last recorded, Dell was uh, just signed to an extension. A two-year extension for a $1.9 million cap hit. Okay. So, you know, he gets a, a good raise. He's like, a, I think he's at like 600000 right now. Mm-hmm. So that's like a 3X. He's definitely earned that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, that's a bargain, right? I'm not sure if it's a bargain, performed. but it's like a backup. That's like two million. It's like it's like a good amount of money. Yeah, but I'm just saying a bargain in terms of the way he's performed. Yeah, yeah, he's performed yeah. well. I think it's really integral to have someone like that. Like when Jones goes down for those couple of weeks or something like that, like our season wasn't toast. Yeah, which is just huge. I think he had a, <clears throat> a recent dip in his play that came uh, a very good time. Yeah, it was right when deadline. he. It kind of just silenced <laughs> a, a a bit of his critics to a degree. Uh, no, no, the people going for him yeah. because uh, everyone was like, he needs to be the starter. And then yeah. all of a sudden when he got a starting workload, it's like, oh, he wasn't 
as stellar. Like he was he was good, but he was just like average good. He, he had a dip in his play for sure. Yeah, and but it's then like, Martin Jones started to do amazing again. So. Yeah, well, he took time off and finally just like recovered. Yeah, instead of just like sitting there playing hurt the whole time. And he's he is so good. Yeah, and when he plays like this, when I think about his like contract extension that kicks in next mm-hmm. year, it's like yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but the also only, you think about the playoffs and you're like I, yeah. Trust in the skull. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. One Martin Jones, please. <laughs> um, the only thing is now that's like a good amount. I think that's like $8 million tied up in goalies. In goalies, which mm-hmm. is like, mm, it's kind of a lot. But then Martin Jones long term. Who knows if Dell's going to be here at the end of two years or even after that. Because he's, he's a little older too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded like he wasn't quite ready personally to take that starting job. Um, even though I'm sure there would have been at least some sort of suitor. Not sure if we would have gotten the return that sharks fans were looking for but i think part um, of it is security you know like you go yeah, he's got a family so yeah. now he like there's a difference i mean okay six hundred thousand dollars is like a lot of money obviously yes, of course but you know like they they're hockey players and they don't really get to go through the same type of career development we have so they finish hockey and they they need this money to you know prepare and you know protect and serve their family for the rest of their lives so yeah. good on him now he's got a couple million dollars to help him do that so way to earn it Aaron Dell. yeah <coughs> um, I'm happy with that goaltending duo oh for yeah the next seriously couple years. yeah that'll that'll work out really well I, I think Aaron Dell, you know he's had enough of a sample size where it's yeah, he's gonna have dips here and there Martin Jones is gonna have dips here and there but he's shown that he can but we know really level, well yeah. we know what level they both are like at yeah um yeah and then you just like look at the Islanders Mm-hmm. They've got. The, I don't know how many goals they've gone through, but they all suck. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It's not sad because it means they're doing even worse and worse and worse. And I cannot imagine John Tavares staying there. Yeah. Like I don't know, obviously, what his motives are, but just like their season is in the tank. They're not getting a new arena for a couple of years. No one on their team plays defense. Mm-hmm. Their coach isn't that good. He can't handle things. And you're trying to like sign your all star, and they haven't even had contract talks that have been like made aware of anyone by any of the league insiders. Like, so this bodes well for Sharks fans. Yeah, like, if I, you're looking to, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Yeah, they're like, okay, like let's let's like let's keep our star player. They lose Tavares, they are set back so much. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, oh, Matthew Barzell is doing great. It's like, yeah, he is doing very good. He is probably going to win the Calder now that Brock Besser is like injured and he's out for four to six weeks because mm-hmm. he fell into the door when it was open. Oh no! Yeah, it like he was pushed and the door opened as he fell. And he fell on his back. He fell. His he back hit the fracture. door thing. Yeah, and it's just like <clears throat> every time I'm playing like men's league and the, someone comes in and they're just like not men's league, just like entry level co-ed league, and they like. Uh, close the door and they like slam it because if you slam it hard enough generally it like does it mm-hmm. and if it doesn't close i'm always like close the door <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like i do not want to die yeah yeah that so sucks. that's really sorry brock besser hope you feel better but basically that means barzell's got the call because it's like 60 points yeah but anyways their team is so bad and like they need to retain Tavares, and you need to do absolutely everything you can to like get him here and convince him that you can win here and then they don't do literally anything at the trade yeah. deadline it's like yeah well, Good luck. Keep what I've going. heard about the Islanders this season is like they can score goals in bunches, but their defense, defense and their goaltending is unreliable. So yeah, their goaltending is horrid, <laughs> and like no one plays defense. Like the forwards just like don't play defense. Yeah, and uh, but if you think about it from Tavares's perspective, if you like you're saying like they didn't make a move to make their team better, but where it currently stands now is they're maybe promising. Just wait a few years. We're going to be in New Arena. Wait a few years. We're going to develop our team. But it's he's a like guy that, who's kind of... It's been that way since 2009 yeah. since he joined them, dude. Is he 26? No, 27? he's like 27 or 28 or 29. So he's getting he's, into he's his late 20s, right? He's pre-30, but he's not mid-20s. So he might be in a situation where he's like, well, I want to maybe start winning more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's been through... They've been in the... Re- the reason why they got him at first overall is because they were rebuilding. Yeah. Right? And it's still just not kind of way... Their GM is just like bad... He's waited enough, and they, they, yeah, they're like, they're free falling right now in the mm-hmm. East. It's not good. Well, what do you actually realistically think is the Sharks' chance, chances to sign uh, the biggest free agent in a long time in Tavares? Well, I guess Dude, Stamkos like, who knows? Is, Everyone's yeah. going to give him max money. So that's like really, it's just where he decides to play. But I've heard, you know, there's that argument that people aren't going to come to San Jose because it's not a major market. But yeah. in my mind, it's, you got to f- factor in multiple things. I mean, 
I mean, honestly, living in California can, is nice. Yeah, but it really, it's like some people, you know, are from the Midwest and like really want to. That's true. Yeah. yeah so like literally, it's like there's a lot of positives history. for every market, and it's entirely up to Tavares yeah. to go for it. And it is expensive. The Rangers too. apparently will yeah. have the cap space to do that, but given the fact that they just, like, their GM sent yeah, a letter to the I fans. I can't see him going to the Rangers. Their GM sent a letter to the fans, and they're like, we're not going to... That's like for going to rebuild now. Worse situation. Yeah, and they He's just, like, sold everyone, and they were, like, a couple points out for the play, like, two points out of the playoff spot. Yeah. And then just, like, sold everyone. So... Obviously, going from the Islanders to the Rangers, I'm sure would just like absolutely people would die over that. <laughs> I, I just yeah. imagine. I, I think the Devils and the Rangers are bigger crosstown rivals or something. I'm not really up on the rivalries in the yeah, East. Yeah, me neither. But uh, I can't imagine him going there, and then also going from one rebuild to another just doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Yeah, I can't imagine going. I can't imagine Vegas landing like a really big free agent either. Mm-hmm. So like. Maybe the sharks are up there. Like everyone, all the national media members are always like, "Oh, the sharks are so like actually, the sharks actually have like a good shot." And I hope so. I hope that would so. Be yeah, amazing. Yeah, that'd be that'd be so sick. <laughs> that'd be so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. So so Dell stayed. Uh, we're getting excited about Tavares and uh, Eric Fair mm-hmm. was uh, he was pulled in um, a few he, days before the trade trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, maybe a week. I don't remember, but days before. Yep, and. Uh, um, brought in to allow Goudreau to go back to the fourth line wing mm-hmm. where he is meant to play and where he, I assume, wants to play because he's played wing his whole career. Mm-hmm. Even though he's filling in at center and doing a stellar job, now we have a completely solid fourth line yeah. of Goudreau, Fair, and Carlson. And, like, that's legit. Man, is Fair good at faceoffs or what? Yeah, he's killing it. And that's exactly where the Sharks bought him. They brought him in to... Do face-offs, play in all situations, defensively responsible, and play in the penalty kill. And if he plays on the penalty kill, that means, like, someone like Hurdle or, like, Couture can move off the penalty kill and, like, not block shots and, like, get hurt. Yeah. So, like, 100% for that. So, um, yeah, and, he, and he's doing great, and they, they are being able to... What game did we play most recently? We played the Blues, and boy, was that a snooze fest. I cannot... I hate the Blues. <laughs> Whenever we play the Blues and it's not the playoffs, like... My wife was just like, this is the most boring game. I'm like, welcome to the Blues. Well, it was that year and, that uh, Ken Hitchcock became coach back in 2012. Yeah, and then, then now Mike the Yo is the coach, were, and like Kit Hitchcock yeah. had him as an assistant groomed to be coach, and now he's like playing the same system. But uh, they were out there. Like, hold the on, board was on. just rolling lines. Nashville games used to be super boring, too. Yeah, but then they got Peter LaViolette, and now yeah, they're now it's different. super interesting. Um, Those used to be snooze fists, too. Yeah, they were. Because it was Barry Trotz, and he was all defensive first too. Yeah. Uh, and um, but what was I saying? The the fourth line was out there against Tarasenko a few a few times, and like everyone was just like chill with it. And Tarasenko like was completely handled. Nice. It was awesome. It was like nice. that's why we have a fourth line because the board doesn't do matchups against lines. I think he might do with the defensive pairings, but I I don't think that's his responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think that's Zettler's responsibility. Um. So, yeah, he just rolls his four lines, and everyone can handle it, and then the topper lines score. Yeah. So it's cool. The The Blues are getting their Russian player stockpiled. They brought back Sabatka. They have Sabotka. Tarasenko, and uh, they signed Sashnikov from Toronto. Yeah, and they, 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 got, they, they traded they also for have, him, right? Uh, they have Ivan or Ivan. Pareko? Pareko? Is he, he might not be Russian. Pareko. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I think maybe some Canadian. of those guys might not be Russian, but yeah, um, they sound like Russian names, right? They so. also have Barba. Is like Barbashev or Barbara. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Barbashev. Yeah. I think that was another yeah. one. I think. Yeah. yeah, they got some good talent too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, they're actually free falling a little bit right now too. Yeah, they have they have some injuries, so that's not helping. But uh, as we dilly dally, the real the real thing was we got Evander Kane at the deadline. Um, so what did we trade to get him? So we traded a conditional first round pick, conditional fourth round pick, and fan favorite for the Barracuda, Danny O'Regan, the former AHL Rookie of the Year last year, last yep. season. Um, so when so I f- let's go through. Let's go through what we gave up first. Yeah. Okay. So the first round pick, the condition. Oh, and uh, Evander Kane is a pending unrestricted free agent. agent. Yeah. So the condition on the first round pick. Is that you know obviously if the Stanley not obviously but if the if the Sharks win the Stanley Cup next year it's going to be a first round pick. 
Uh, now, which is if the Sharks, a second round pick at that point, because it's pick thirty one yes. in the first round, which is like the first pick of the second yeah. round, which is great. Now, if the Sharks do sign Evander Kane, who is an unrestricted free agent, then it does be, indeed become a first round pick in next mm-hmm. year's draft. It's also lottery protected if something happens. Yeah, and we just so get, if we tank and we yeah. end up we getting a lottery last, pick, we pull an end of last season's twenty games and yeah. we just like lose all of them straight yeah so we'll still keep that first round pick if it's if it's a lottery pick i think kevin kurz cursed us last year remember he wrote an article he's like all we have to do is get 500 and we're like first in the pacific and then when he like wrote that article both you and i were like awesome and then we like yeah oh, like a stone. Stone. No, no, no. it was like a don't like bring a, that up don't bring that up it's around that time again yeah anyway the fourth round uh oh actually and if we don't sign uh vander kane then it becomes a second round pick in next year's draft. So that minimizes the impact of it potentially being a quote unquote yeah. bad trade I think the and him leaving. Yeah. I think the conditions in the third of the fourth round, it becomes mm-hmm. a third round pick, I think, under the same conditions. No, no, it's I think it's different. I think it's um it's a they fourth round it. pick either in next year's draft or they can defer third to round. the third round pick in the following year's draft. Yeah. So it's up to the Sharks to choose what they want to do with that pick. Fourth round earlier, a third round a little bit late in that next year's draft. So yeah. That is, uh, you know, all in all, that's not a lot to spend. Um, that was awkward. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, my finger tapping's on the table. I, oh, no, we're slapping the table. Uh, okay, uh, can I scratch my beard this time? No, no scratching okay. your beard. But the <laughs> mic isn't there anymore. Anyway, but anyways, so giving yeah. up, giving up a uh, second round pick and a third round pick for a twenty-six year old premier, the best power forward and a prospect. League, who is talented and a, and a prospect? Yeah, but he's a small guy. So for the best power forward yeah. in the league who plays in a system that, as we've seen in the past three games, utterly fits his style very well. Okay. Best power forward? Are you going to put your money on that? Top three. Who else is better than him? Wayne know. Simmons? Rick Nash, clearly. Rick he went for a higher yeah, return. Rick Nash, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so for Timo that Meyer. return... You're Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer, Meyer, Timo Meyer was saying <laughs> that he models his game on the ice after Vander Kane, yeah, which is like... Which is cool, and he's really fast, and he's twenty six. Yeah, like if that was it, all all in. Like yeah. I'm so psyched for this, and I don't really mind losing Daniel Regan. Like we gave him, a, we get he had like forty games played over two years. Mm-hmm. Like he, we knew what we had, we know what we needed from him. We're not gonna wait on him for another like three years. Him maturing in the like AHL, like he's a point per game, almost a point per game player in the AHL, AHL rookie of the year, like. He's not and he's not supposed to be in the AHL, but he can't fit the big body play that the Sharks have. He has the speed, which is good, but he can't hold on to the puck the way we need him to. Yeah, especially with all the physical forechecking board play that we do in the offensive zone, it, yeah. it might be more of a challenge. For Go him. low, hold along the boards, yeah, kick it back out to the top to get everyone. And we've talked about this style of play before in previous episodes, so go listen if you haven't. But like, it's very effective because it it makes the defense move up and down and left and right at the same time. Yeah. And then you have to pick up a new assignment. So it's like it's a good good strategy. I don't have any knocks against it, especially when you have a player like Burns. Mm-hmm. Um but Danny Regan was But Danny Regan he just could not maybe the ideal player to fit into that system. Yeah, and then you see someone like Eric Fair come in and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." That works. Yeah. Like <laughs> Especially that works. if he's very good at faceoffs. It's definitely going to be a boon in the Yeah, exactly. Obviously the defensive zone, but for making that system work well, getting a higher percentage of face-offs is going to be important. Right? Yeah, so we'll see how that pans out because Fair was signed in Toronto and played last year and then was just booted out this year. Um, he was playing in San Diego, actually. Yeah, he was booted because they just have so many then. young players in Toronto that they just need ice time. Mm-hmm. And then in the Marlies, they their AHL team, it's the same thing. So they're like, we don't want to take... Ice time, and he just lost his spot. I so don't they, know. I, I've never heard of that before. Having players on loan between an AHL. Yeah, I, I, I did only not thought know you could, that could happen. Totally, I thought you could only loan to like a different league because yeah. we did that with someone, with like Noah Road, Rod. Oh, I didn't know. And, that. I, yeah, he like signed with us, and the then Swiss we like we loaned or? him to HC Serviette or something. Is that in Switzerland? That's or? the Swiss League. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he was playing in San Diego. Yeah. So you actually I saw him in saw a, him a game a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, so against I, the Barracuda, there's yeah. a little bit of a risk because you're like, well, you know, if he's playing the HL, but apparently he was killing it in and the what, NHL. What did we give up for Eric Fair? Do you remember a seventh round pick in 2020? Mm. 
I believe. So sixth or sixth or seventh. Seventh. It was like as free as you can get, okay. basically. I thought it was a sixth. Yeah. Some people were like, were like, oh my gosh, like you gave up a seventh round pick. That's how we got Pavelski. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like how many seventh round picks have played like at least fifty NHL games? Like very few. Um, yeah, so obviously we basically got him for Don't as worry, cheap as we can trade him. for another second yeah, we round can, pick at the draft. We probably. can just ask someone for a seventh round we pick. We can give people a second round pick for like three seventh rounders, right? Dude, it's like, it's like, it's like here, I'll just give you a seventh round pick for future considerations. Like, what does that mean? That's like, we're going to do a deal that involves multiple players, but we'll just get this one done first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we gave Eric Fair for nothing, um, more or less. O'Regan, uh, like he got all the time he needed. And uh, earlier in the season, um, DeBoer was quoted uh, like if O'Regan was still like trying out for that position. And he like went off on the reporter. He like swore at them. He's like, it's not, and he said, it's not effing time to, um, for, for trying out positions. That was in training camp, like trying to like win like our spots for the playoffs, mm-hmm. which like kind of probably like, Gave a hint at, was like, yeah, he's not, like, we're not, like, letting him bake anymore. He's had 40 NHL games. The AHL players and the NHL players play the same system. That's one of the reasons why they were brought here. So that there's, uh, the speed and the, you know, the style of NHL is different. But the AHL team and the Barracuda and the Sharks play the same system so that they can interchange more easily. And, uh, yeah, he just, he just couldn't quite, couldn't quite live up to it. Yeah. Um, so overall, what do you think about what we gave up for Kane? Do you think that's a good deal? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's a good deal. Like straight up, if you can resign one of the best, one of the best, arguably the best power forward in the league, especially given his age too. Yeah. Given his age and a, a former fourth overall pick, so he's got a lot of talent, a thirty goal scorer, perennial twenty goal scorer. Like this kid is loaded. Mm. And if he doesn't resign, like, okay, Doug Wilson did his best to significantly improve his team, and we got a benefit of Evander Kane for, you know, the rest of the months, two months of the season or whatever. Yeah. And um, some, some nice wheeling and dealing to minimize the impact if, you know, he doesn't choose to resign. Yeah, exactly. Sharks, right? Like, we have, covered our, we have covered our picks if he doesn't resign. Yeah. As far as taking a chance, he probably did a very good job at minimizing yeah. the impact long term overall yeah and the reason why we got this deal so cheaply is because it was the only deal yeah that was reported um by jason botterell i think it's jason by botterell himself the gm of the sabers he said there was only one offer for evander kane and he was touted as like the best free agent outside of well probably potentially when it came down to it i'm sure to people, move yeah yeah he yeah. was touted as like oh this is the top free agent you can get the trade deadline you know, Tavares is included, but pretty much... You well, know, that Nash. Right, Rick Nash. Yeah, Nash, Evander Kane, and apparently Eric Carlson was, like, almost dealt. Like, <laughs> oh, like, my To gosh. Vegas or to Tampa. Yeah. Tampa, like, took half of the Rangers, and yeah. I don't know how Tampa will not win the Cup now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're very stacked. Yeah, I hope they win over. Although they did give up... Um, I mean, I hope we win. They did give up their top-line winger, but they... I guess JT Miller can... Uh, Nemesnikov? Nemesnikov, yeah. Yeah, Nemesnikov is good, <clears throat> but I think he... He was a second line player. Maybe he was benefiting he just, from the talent. No, no, he's he's Kucherov pretty good, but I think he Stamkos. especially had good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, that brought him up a line. I guess um, Tampa's looking to just put JT he, Miller to fill yeah. in that spot, and and McDonough, right? Was the other? Was yeah, the defenseman. Yeah. Like, they're just like loaded on defense too. So like, yeah. oh my gosh. Um. So, as far as like, if the Sharks don't win, Sharks don't win the cup, Penguins must not win. They must not three peat. <laughs> Let's have Tampa win. Yeah, like I'm, I'm for that if the Sharks can't win, um, and then literally no one else in the West. Well, Although actually, Nashville, to be honest, can I get full oh disclosure gosh, here? No. If the Sharks, am I about to? If the Sharks, you? we'll see. Depending on what you say. Well, Look actually, at that. I think a lot of people my brother-in-law gave me an LA Kings onesie for okay, our baby Okay, let's talk about that in a little bit. And I will pin that to your shirt if you <laughs> do something wrong right now. No, listen. You so will bear that burden. If the Sharks don't make it. Very far in the playoffs. I think they will make the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs, yeah. Um, but if Toronto is in it, you know, I don't have any problem rooting for Toronto you for the sake 
of our beloved Patrick Marlowe. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. That, that's that, that would be amazing, but right? You know what I don't but it would want? be heartbreaking. You know what I don't want to happen, though? Like, what? yes, Marlowe to win. That would be great. Yes. If we can't win. Um, I don't want them to then, like, do the trade. Or, 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 you know, win the cup, and then everyone is like, get younger, get faster, just like it was with... Uh, the and then the, and then the Edmonton Oilers, again, are the best team in the league, uh, right? Because the they're the Stanley Cup favorites, yeah. right? Right? They're for Obviously. sure going to win this year. Oh, wait, no, they're a lottery team. That's right. <laughs> One good season does <laughs> not, uh, like, a it's championship so contender make. Yeah. yeah. So, all that to say, why did he only get one deal? Evander Kane has a lot of off-ice issues in his past, up until the past, like, year or two, yeah. where he's kept it consistent. Yeah, now this is the big kicker of the trade. Yeah. This is where I think we, like, uh, I went up to Seattle, where I used to live, and uh, I was catching up with some old friends, and we were kind of talking a little bit about it, and we had, like, an hour-long conversation about this. Just, like, obviously, they don't really care about hockey, but just, yeah. like, I was like, hey, my favorite team just played someone, played, or signed someone um, who has um let me bring it up there are specific charges i don't want to get them wrong um charges in let me hold on give me a second okay there's a series of i'm quoting from an article published by paul gackle on march 10th about evander kane and the big hesitation people have about evander kane is what's happened off ice with him yes and i think they fall into two categories there's a category <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, potential criminal charges. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say that none of these actually, all of these cases were dropped. Nothing went to, yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Never resulted in charges, but sullied his reputation. Yes. But then there's also off-ice, like, kind of uh, team personality. Personality, team, teammate issues, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the easier one to get into first. Yeah. Um, Notably... He took a picture on Instagram of him in Vegas, like holding wads, holding wads, like, like I think they're hundreds, like up to his here as if he's. That's a cool uh, cash cell phone he's got there. Yeah, uh, uh, (laughs) he's holding two giant stacks of bills up his ear, up to his ear, (laughs) like he's reading his, like listening to a phone call. And then he has the other in his hand down here. Checking his Blackberry. Checking his checking his phone. Blackberry cash. In his hand, and yeah. that, which is also made of wads of bills. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but also, I don't care if you do that. Like, it's you've yeah. earned your money. Do whatever you want. It's a little like, silly. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Right? Um, also, Vanderkane is black. And he's one of, like, one of 30 players in the NHL who's black. And I definitely think a lot of this is coming from him being other, for mm-hmm. sure, in yeah. the NHL. Like, in uh, the, the article that I'm quoting from actually here actually has makes some I haven't makes some good points about um, just like Evander Kane. Evander Kane is one of the few black players in the NHL, and like if you saw an NBA player which is like majority black or at least mm-hmm. largely more black than the NHL. Like, taking pictures, like, celebrating with some wads of cash. And be like, oh, it's like, whatever. It's NBA. Like, I kind of, like, that's not too far from normal. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have any implications everywhere. It's just like, oh, okay. They're taking pictures with money. That's fine. But since it happened in the NHL, he's, like, one of the few black people. It's like, oh, he's character issues. It's like, what? Yeah. If that, uh, but then obviously there's like criminal charges. So it's like maybe he does have character issues. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but if this was the only thing, it's like, dude, whatever. Uh, he 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 has a different personality than me. That's fine. Um, and then there's also like uh, some things uh, like yeah. So he was drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers, and he said the first few years when he was a Thrashers, like everything was just totally fine. Atlanta has a lot. Of black people in that city it's a largely black population and they actually had a lot of black players on their team if you remember i wasn't a fan at that point they had bufflin on their team and they had uh evander kane were the like really good black players on mm-hmm. their team and they also had a few others i think hmm. and it's like they're in a majority like black market like we should like have the team look like us as much as we can right um and in this article that i'm reading from he was saying, like, yeah, it was, like, fine. It was really good. 
And then the problem was the just like getting along with teammates, getting along <clears throat> when he was playing for the Thrashers. Yeah, um, and then when he moved to Winnipeg, when the, so the team was sold and relocated to Winnipeg, which is like a majority white city. Um, and then that's when the problem started with like off ice character issues, and I'm not sure if that's linked, but um, Paul Gackle in the Mercury News is. Uh, kind of saying that they could have contributed because now instead of being one of a large majority he's now like one of a few and perceived mm. differently so it's like okay and then he also says like which is just surprising uh um said like what is it like <clears throat> this characterization played king in winnipeg tagged as canada's most racist city by McLean's magazine in a 2015 cover story. Oh wow! So it's like, I it's like yeah, I didn't know that. So I was like, I was like, I don't want to be labeled the most racist city in Canada. So I'm sure that didn't help. Anyways, so you as a person, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he takes his money photo, and then in um, in Winnipeg, there was also this like tracksuit incident where he like showed up to a, a game or a practice wearing a tracksuit instead of a like a you know like a leisure suit instead of like a suit and tie. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, his teammates hated it, and he got like. I, Do they show up to practice in suit and tie usually? Is I that... think it was a game. It might have been a game. I thought it was practice, huh? Anyway. Maybe it was practice. I don't know. I think whenever they make appearances to and from the rink, I think they just wear okay clothes. Um, and then uh, and then once you get to the dressing room, there's like flip flops and like t-shirts and like shorts. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Um, but, uh, the team took exception to that, like, waved him as a healthy scratch, and, uh, no, healthy scratched him as, like, a disciplinary action for not following team dress code, and then Bufflin threw his tracksuit in the ice bath, and that got out as, like, this huge story, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, the biggest thing to happen, and obviously, like, he he is a, he's a character problem, Mm -hmm. like, he can't get around in a team like he's he's a cancer in locker room it's like well okay mm-hmm. so like i don't care like these are a bunch of ultra alpha jocks so if like <laughs> if the only if the only issue was like in the past he didn't get along with his teammates it's like also the teams he played for sucked the thrashers sucked when he was in winnipeg they sucked and then he moved to buffalo that sucks like no one's having a good time like being literally like a bottom team in the league, like that's got to help. That's got to hurt team morale as well. Yeah. So, and then there was some other like random things where he might have had like spats with his um, teammates or something like that. There was a couple recent things I think with the Sabers. Um, so that's the character stuff. Yeah. Well, the teammate stuff where oh, was that a, at the Sabers? A recent, yeah, I think a recent teammate Falk? back in like January. Uh, yeah, the the Falk that said he like was very selfish out or, something or something like, like that. that during practice. Like, yeah. okay, I don't mind that. Yeah. So so like, great. However, that is not the so. If this was the only thing, like, I would literally have no qualms. I'd be like, okay, maybe he had issues in the past. He's also supposed to be the face of the Thrashers franchise, which then became the Winnipeg Jets and then the Buffalo Sabers before they got Eichel, or right when they got Eichel. And they were rebuilding around him. And he's only 26 now. And he's been in the NHL since he was drafted, I think. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure. And he's young and he makes stupid mistakes. Okay. However, that is not the end. The other, the big issue for me personally, and I believe you as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll read the reports and I'll let you talk first because I have it on my phone right here. Um, okay, so he's had a series of accus- accusations... Assault in 2014, sexual assault in 2015, and harassment and disorderly conduct in 2016. Never resulting in charge. None of these resulting in charges, but sullied Kane's reputation. Yeah. So these are this, and again, I'm quoting the stuff from Paul Gackle's article published today on the 10th. Um, I think this is where most fans take exception. Yeah, definitely. It makes you definitely not have as much of a comfortable feeling about the type of player you're getting and everything like that with that with that past and you think you think about the issue with the charges not being 
officially made or maybe there uh, they were initial they, charges. It was dropped before it went to court. It was dropped in court. Like yeah. the case just didn't go through. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, like you think about that situation is anytime there's an accusation for like sexual assault or something like that. Like how many times do people get away with things like that? Right. Like a false accusation. No, like a like a real like a, accusation like a, that's legitimate, but the they the, said versus <clears throat> I said. Yeah, but the when person. Okay. Yeah, it could be like a she said he said sort of thing. Um, but how often do the perpetrators or the the person that's the accused kind of get away with it? Um, just because there's just not enough evidence. Yeah, right. he um, said he said she said she said doesn't have. Yeah, to be so there's really. probably there, especially in recent years with this has come to the forefront. Um, this year with the. Hashtag Me Too movement. Yeah, like really how often has there been kind of injustice that uh, has gotten, gotten away un- with? Yeah, just gotten away with. Um, <laughs> so the difference here is that they like actually went to court, um, and they were dropped, and uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen. Yeah. So when I was in Seattle, I have a friend who is an FBI agent, and she works in this realm. Uh, for her job she's literally an fbi special agent that is her job title mm. it's so cool are you allowed to know that <laughs> i am allowed to know that. she's told me that um everyone when we were in seattle like it's downtown it's not necessarily the safest area every once in a while she'd text us as a group and just be like hey guys uh don't go down over here we're busting someone <laughs> it's like what <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so uh, when I was out in Seattle uh, two weeks ago or so and I was talking with my friends, we, we talked about this and she was in this conversation. She was saying that uh, false accusations are 1% or mm-hmm. 1% or less of accusations. So just That's very little. Very little. So yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm sure this happened, right? Whether or not they decided to drop it because they the uh, accuser dropped it because they wanted to. Or there was a settlement. There's there isn't mentions of a settlement. Mm. Um, Maybe that happened and it's just like nothing got out. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's a major athlete. There's a lot of there's a lot of legal battle. It's expensive. Uh, Maybe they just didn't want to do it. So I don't, I don't doubt that these happened. Mm -hmm. Course like charges get dropped and don't go go through. Of um, guilty people. Like, that's not unheard of. Yeah. You know? So, and obviously he's a professional athlete making millions of dollars. He can get the best lawyer he wants. Mm-hmm. Right? And who knows what the the background of the person was who was a charging, accusing mm-hmm. him? Like, what if they don't have enough money for a lawyer? You know? Like, do you really want to drag yourself through maybe a year-long court battle or something like that? Maybe more, maybe less? And pay all those fees to do it? It's, it's really a personal decision at that point. And it seems like they were dropped, maybe because they just realized there wasn't enough evidence, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's kind of som- like sobering to be like, "Hey, I don't doubt that this happened. Yes, nothing went through, but that doesn't mean the important thing is it doesn't mean nothing happened." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, okay. But okay, well, so what if what if it was a crime that like wasn't sexual in nature? Like there was uh, assault. In 2014, um, I believe against a woman in a nightclub. I read a couple articles when it came uh, out. I, I read a couple that I thought there was like multiple people that indicated there was they, assault, sexual was, assault. And yeah, then, but I was saying the nightclub issue. There was against multiple people, like on the same incident. Oh, uh, maybe it was just like a <clears> fight or something. Something. See, I think there were like, multiple this women is, this involved, like and a, and a man with like that was like the the bouncer at the nightclub or something like that. So so maybe there's a scuffle or something going on. Like, and this is the whole problem is like we weren't there. The charges were dropped, and I'm sure someone did something wrong. I'm sure he may have done something wrong, but like, if he's not the only person involved and he was involved in a fight, it's like I'm not gotten... sure what that's what the situation was though. True. I think he might have initiated a lot of it, but yeah, that based on what I read yeah. previously, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm not gonna jump out there and say. It was and the, a, the hard part about all of this is that nothing, yeah. you know, everything was dropped, and all of this is mostly like unsubstantiated, mm-hmm. which is rough. Um, anyway, but what, all, I, what I'm saying yeah. is like, if it was just like a criminal, like if there was a criminal charge that wasn't sexual in nature, mm-hmm. those crimes have a stigma that is like lifelong. 
Yeah. Right? Like, okay, so if I did Grand Theft Auto or, like, uh, maybe I murdered someone, like, and it, you know, you get to prison, do your time, and come back a changed person, like, hey, I made a mistake, and it was the worst mistake I could have made in my life. I might have, like, I don't know for murder, like, that's extreme, but, you know, what a fraud or something like that. Like, okay, like, I learned my lesson, come out. I, I feel like the stigma for those isn't as much as, like, a sexual crime in nature. But mm-hmm. you are not going to let a child molester for the rest of their life near a school. Yeah. For a reason. You know, even if they're changed, that has tarnished their history forever. Mm-hmm. And crimes of a sexual nature are in that category. So, so for me, it's hard to reconcile, like, oh, because all these reports... And all the things coming out, everyone spoke well of him over the past, like, two and a half years. Yeah. Like, he's learned. He's 26 now. Like, I'm 26. Right? I've gone down a different path than he has. Obviously, he's, like, a multi-millionaire playing professional hockey with a bunch of alpha males around him at all times for his whole life. Uh, I'm a software engineer. Like, I'm different. Um but I'd made stupid mistakes, I, like, even three or four years ago, I did stupid things, right? Mm. Different situations, you have different opportunities to make more stupid or less stupid mistakes. So, like, I can't... Yeah, so, like, I don't want to hold it against them, but then again, these are, like, sexual crimes in nature. So, I feel like I need to. <laughs> you know? Is that fair? Yeah. I you know, mean... like, this is, this is the hard struggle about, like, how I feel about this. And then also be like really easy if he was like a flop, but he's like doing like really good on the <laughs> sharks. So it's like, dang. Yeah, that is interesting. Like if if somebody that, and this is probably a human nature thing, but if if people are maybe the player is not doing as well, you're like, oh well, then they don't really have value. Yeah, it's like I already but don't if it's really a question value of, of like value to that franchise or whatever. They're they're not those things almost get excused a little bit more yeah, easily, right? But then, so and that's part it, of the problem. It is it is an internal battle, like yeah. wrestling with your thoughts about how you feel with it. And I think that's what the hard part? is very okay. is very unsettling to a lot of Sharks fans, right, when this trade happened. And, you know, that, that played into maybe why the trade was so difficult to happen amongst other teams and why they may have been, there may have only been the one offer on the table at the end oh, of the day. Oh, why they didn't even put it off. Because the ask was too high considering you know all that his issues all all the issues you know the character issues the off-ice issues um with teammates and everything and all that together Criminal uh, made, charges made it a at challenge least, at least drop but yeah yeah i think i think also and i've heard this before that you know sharks fans in the bay area we've had like a pretty <laughs> i guess i don't know quote-unquote clean team environment and everything yeah that's the that's Where, the like, vibe we don't but have... we haven't we oh, had yeah, Rafi torres man <laughs> yeah he i know, got I suspended know. Also, just remember, he was suspended for 41 games. Yeah. He did things on the ice that were, like, yeah, nearly 40, criminal. Or 40, pretty much 41 is Could just be considered so criminal if they were not Dustin Brown should on be the supported, ice, right? suspended for 41 <laughs> games. For his, he yeah. knees people in the same way all the time. And he does yeah. it on purpose. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. the former Sharks players, current Sharks players, I guess, besides in this situation. It's not uh, super squeaky they, clean. Yeah, yeah, it's not, but there's this air the of like they they're like good guys. They're not angels, high character, but they have Doug high character Wilson guys. Is always like, guys, we right? want to draft this player because he's yeah. a complete two way player and he's a high character, whatever. Yeah. So tagline. so you know a, a character is a person like Kane coming in, a player like him with with his past and uh, the things that he's experienced, like kind of coming in and and people are like, wait, but this is like are questioning it, you know? And I think you brought up some interesting points about, um, you know, his teammate related issues, his character issues. It's definitely something that makes you uncomfortable. And it is kind of a hard thing, uh, that you process, you know, like, uh, are you okay with with this player? But like you said, like everybody makes mistakes and everything, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like there are things that shouldn't be, uh, condoned, or yeah. um, just forgotten about, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree exactly. with that. And, yeah. like, you look in the NFL, like, there's a lot of um, off-field, not off-ice, off-field <laughs> issues. Yeah. And, like, those players get suspended. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, dropped from, like, remember Ray Rice? 
He was yeah. like the best player on the Ravens. And there was like video of him like uh, like beating his girlfriend in like an elevator or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to get something wrong because I'm not a huge NFL fan, but he was like dropped from his contract like right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, like... But like there Slava, was a whole issue with the NFL not handling these situations yeah, appropriately. But, but they like would the thing suspend is, people for like one or two games where yeah, you would question, the you thing know, this player should go to prison. Is that there was <laughs> video know? evidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's like video evidence. Or when Mike Richards got out, like LA Kings got out of the crazy, terrible contract for him because he like tried to cross the border doing illegal things and everyone was like hush hush about it. But he like tried to cross the border with, and by doing so, whatever he was doing was a crime to do so. Yeah. And then because of that, they got out of the contract for him and it was like null and void because there's like character clause. Yeah. And then Slava Voinov like fled the NHL because. Of domestic violence charges mm-hmm. that were levied against him, and now he plays in the H. Now he plays in the, in the KHL. KHL, and he played in the Olympics. And oh, we did hate, he? yeah, he did. He's played for the Olympic uh-huh. athletes of Russia. So, like, obviously, it, yeah, it's just rough. And I think another thing is like, as a Christian, I like want to believe that people can be changed, and like, there's like redemption in people. Yeah. But then again, like, it's like, but like sexual violence is very serious yeah and i i still like i've been thinking about this for a long time and i still don't know how i feel about it yeah i told my wife the same thing like how do you deal with like yeah I, like this is I like know... an exciting player but you you want to believe that like people can change and everything but at the same time like for a long time in the last few decades in our society like these things like there's been injustice that is oh totally just people have gotten away with things and so like how do you kind of balance those things of kind of wanting people to be forgiven showing like grace and everything and hoping people change but at the same time holding them accountable for their actions you know sorry i'm playing with that it's okay yeah yeah it's 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 like i feel like when i when i actually sit down and think about it like i'm uncomfortable with it yes right but then i watched the ice product i was like oh he's like really good And but I'm still like I but it doesn't change my opinion. Human nature. (laughs) Yeah, now it doesn't change my opinion, and I I think I I think I can say with as much confidence as I can, which is probably somewhere between little to a little bit, like not much, not (laughs) much little to a little. Yeah, yeah, not much to eh, okay, maybe reasonably confident, but like I feel like I'm uncomfortable with this. Mm -hmm. Like I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I completely understand. And the other caveat to this is, is when they brought him in, Doug Wilson called their, like, obviously called the GM because, you know, they're trading with him. Yeah. And, like, specifically asked these questions and uh, consoled with Burns, who played with Kane in World Championships mm-hmm. for Canada, Thornton, who's, like, a personal friend of Kane, mm-hmm. And Pavelski, who played with Kane in the most recent lockout in Minsk in Belarus mm-hmm. in the KHL for however long they were there. So they all have personal interactions on somewhat of a meaningful level with him. And everyone spoke very highly of him as far as like character and having changed, which is like good. I like that. Like, I want to believe he changed. And, like, given the, his two-year track record, he's on the path to changing. And, you know, let's say, let's revisit this in, like, three or four years extra from now. And if, you know, he's changed for, like, a six-year thing, it's like, okay. Like, he's changed. Good. But he still had these things, and I, I doubt that they were false. Mm-hmm. These, like, sexual crimes that happened, the, the charges levied against him. But also, like, and then, like, and then I don't know how to feel about it. When you're dealing with people, whether it be professional athletes or celebrities, there's obviously a lot of stuff that you know the media gets a hold of. But at the same time, just like a lot of other people, you don't really know what's going on. Exactly, it's like I don't. So why? Well, what goes out in the media like seems good for the next few years. You don't really know. But you know, at the same time, it's like we got to keep an eye out to, to judge what people are doing. No, that's not what... It's not our place you, what, to judge him. Yeah, definitely. But, like, we are also a citizen of the community. Like, we're not in San Jose anymore. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. You know, he represents the culture we're from, right? And, uh... <laughs> the hockey culture, yeah. Well, no, San Jose. He represents San Jose yeah. on the on the nation's stage as a representative of the team that plays in San Jose. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so like like I want to make sure that the culture he's representing is reflective of is a positive, you know. Mm. So like I believe he's changing. He's on the path to having changed given his track record and the fact that everyone was like abundantly confident that he's good. And then also the Sharks dressing room is full of just like leaders, right? Mm. Instead of being the guy like he was in Buffalo before Eichel was there. He was in Winnipeg before their players started playing very well. And then he was in um, Atlanta. Atlanta when he was drafted. Like he was the guy. He was the guy for a long time. And now he's just one of the players on the team that contributes. Mm -hmm. Like their locker room has Burns, Thornton, Pavelski, Couture, Vlasic, like Jones. Like we have all these leaders on the team that can support him and have done a good job of representing the team well and like guiding players mm-hmm. you know so like i feel confident that he will that he has a good support network here where i'm not sure what it was like there mm-hmm. like the guys can know and point out where he needs to improve and what he needs to do here and in buffalo his like last two years he was working you know volunteering at like a children's hospital and like that was where his like uh foundation was going it's like that, that's great that's great but he still has a he still, in the past, had sexual crimes levied against him, which makes me distrust him and ruins his reputation. Mm-hmm. So that's what I go through. Is like I believe he's changed or is working towards like having changed like officially, but then I still it's like yeah I don't really want you on my team though because <laughs> of your past. But you're also like really good, and we didn't really have to give up much to get you. So then it like starts to go the other way pretty much in a nutshell yeah it's like a, I mean, we uh, spent like 30 minutes talking about this <laughs> rightly so but you can tell that this is like a moral conundrum for us yeah it's a and it's i think a, i don't think we're the only ones like this too i think the majority of hockey fans it's a challenging thing to think about but then i mean i think talking about it more and more with more time you start to think about you know like i was saying what what gets put out in the media's eye so the public can see but if you think about it, on any team, you're going to have character guys where, you know. Mm-hmm. But any team, any company, any organization, any family, yeah, you're going to have people who are really like. Have history of something. Yeah, have history of doing bad things, messed up things. Mm-hmm. People are generally broken. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I believe. We've all done messed up things. Um, and I think people yeah are held to account in a lot of ways but it's just present you know and i just think because we're sharks fans and because we pay attention to the nhl and because we pay attention to the sharks like this is a particular issue with the person that's come up mm-hmm. because it deals with your fandom but then also makes you uncomfortable because of issues of uh like justice in the world that you're thinking about and so it's kind of a clash there of some issues and it it it, it is a bit disturbing and makes you kind of uncomfortable or kind of challenges uh your um, kind of expectations for for things, right? Totally. I think we desire with like our form of entertainment, like we like hockey. It's a it's a sport that we really enjoy. Wouldn't it but be there easier are if everyone was a good person. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but that's how we view it. Almost yeah, like totally. everybody, like you think, and that's kind of like what maybe sharks. Because we only thought. see like three percent of. The yeah, life. it's like you thought. You know, the sharks fans. It's a good character dressing room. Like good guys and everything. This is what we see on the outside. But you know, again, people are people. And there's probably a lot of stuff. I mean, Evander Kane. There's stuff that's happened in his life that are very apparent on the media, mm-hmm. but there's issues with everybody. And I think that when that conception of things being very good and fun, everybody's a good guy being challenged, it kind of makes you challenge like, well, should I be supporting this? And these are, these are good questions to ask because um, yeah. it, it's, uh, it's kind of like uh, a value question, you know, yeah. what are you valuing? I think, I think another part of the struggle that I have that I haven't really hit on is uh, like, I don't think like, if you're labeled a felon, like, you're never gonna, like, regardless of Kane, right? This mm-hmm. is just in general. If you're labeled a felon, you, like, you, you can't really get a job, right? You can't get public housing or most housing. Mm-hmm. You can't get, like, public benefits. You, like, you're labeled as an outcast and you have no support network at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't particularly, like, maybe, like, I don't know how I feel about that. And I lean towards, like, I think they should be given a second chance 
However, there should be like characteristics and like guidelines around that, right? Like, okay, it, let, let's say, so he has a past, so the hard thing is like he was never charged though, but it doesn't mean I don't doubt that it actually happened. Yeah. Like I, I believe that it happened. So to me, it's like, okay, in the Sharks dressing room, they, they say like, okay, we're going to bring in this player. Like, how do you feel about it? And they, they brought it to leadership. How do you feel about it? And everyone, everyone in the hockey world knows what happened. And they probably know more than we do because they're in that circle, right? And they said, we're okay with it. Okay, so as long as, and like, he's not a felon or anything like that at all, right? But he has a past of criminal activity, whether or not he's charged or not. Mm. Especially of a sexual nature, so that's even potentially... Suspected. It's more, yeah, yeah, suspected. Um, <clears throat> so then, like, I believe, part of me is like, yeah, you should get a second chance, Right. And if everyone who you're interacting with is like, yes, we will support you. We know where you've come from. We'll hold you to a higher standard, but we'll let you back in because you shouldn't be out. Like no one should be just driven from society. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. But he represents, he represents San Jose and a team that people root for who come from different backgrounds. What if you're a survivor of sexual violence? And now you have to vote. Now your favorite team, the one thing that you can go to, or one of the things you go to that just like you can forget about stuff when you watch a hockey game or when you play hockey. Yeah. And then now the Sharks have brought someone who has a history of the very thing that has marred your life, and you're trying to get over. Mm. And you have to root for that. Yeah. That would break you. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like in that sense, I'm like, well, no, he should not be on the team at all. Yeah. And, like, as I talk about, talk through it more, it was probably, I don't know, like, a fifth hour, sixth hour total. I've discussed it, like, at length. It was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he should be on the team if this, if this happened. If the sexual crimes happened, I do not believe he should be on the team. Mm. And then, oh, but it, like, never was charged, but I don't doubt that it happened. Mm. Just given the fact that false accusations are so, so low. And it was even brought to court, too. Yeah. I don't know why it was dropped, why the charges were dropped. Could it have just been lack of evidence or something? Yeah. So, I thought it was interesting yeah. that you said that, you know, they asked the players and everything. But if you think about the, the hockey sphere of that, yeah. what you're thinking about, it's like, yeah, but the players have a vested interest for their team and how they perform and the success of their team, the success of their franchise. But if you yeah, widen the, that sphere a little yeah. bit to those issues that you were talking about, like you're asking these players who want to, have a good player on their team they'll mm -hmm. say something like yeah his character as a teammate's fine but what about larger spheres of influence like beyond hockey you know that that would be where uh yeah because you represent there as a be, shark yeah, you're representing yeah. california in your fans right you're representing san jose <laughs> but i mean to a large degree you kind of are Northern representing california, california hockey because we're like our own little stuff going on we're like to the hockey world we're like this like out of market whatever or non-traditional markets like whatever do we got three teams we got like we don't but there have been cups won here in the relatively <laughs> frequency yeah so yeah. yeah so i i think i don't think the sharks i understand why the sharks went for him i just don't think they should have done it mm. and like yes does that make our team worse yeah mm. but i think there are other ways we could have improved it yeah it's a tough thing um mm -hmm. This is probably the most philosophical podcast. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Obviously, we're not like like very. We we feel like we're not the least knowledgeable in this area, but we're also not the most knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, like we've. It's not like we've never thought about things like this in our life before, but we're also like not think about this every day or somewhat frequently. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're relatively unknowledgeable. Relatively um, unknowledgeable. Is that a word? Unknowledgeable not knowledgeable it's better than disknowledgeable <laughs> closer to a word than that one anyway yeah. so um, so that happened, so that happened. yeah there were <laughs> yeah. games that have happened since then <laughs> top line is gelling yeah um and that's shifted some players back down to maybe more natural positions or, or line combinations and the team is deep yes team looks good and when thornton comes back i really wonder how things are going to sort out if Thornton comes back, that's a big question. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so I think the Sharks played three games since since uh, trading for Evander Kane. They they won their first two against uh, Edmonton against 
Chicago, and those are pretty Yeah, dude, they, they rolled wins. in Edmonton. And Chicago, goals. they they pretty much dominated, but the goalie, yeah. uh, J.F. Baruby, yeah. I loved his name, um, had a really, really good game, mm-hmm. yeah, but we still won. But we could have won by, like, a little bit more. Yeah. He had a good game? What? Baruby? Yeah, we, we beat Chicago 3-1 or 3-2. 7-1. No, that 7, was... 7-2. That was Edmonton. No, we beat... Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm wrong. We beat Edmonton 5-2, okay. and then we beat Chicago in the next game, 7-2. Oh, we dang. had lost the week before, I believe, to Chicago, 1-3, uh, yeah, okay. right? Yeah. So we rolled. We really rolled over Chicago. We beat Edmonton pretty solidly. That felt better. Yeah. And then... Edmonton. So that was pretty good. Pretty, you know, getting things going offensively a lot. Got everyone then, excited about the new acquisitions. The Blue Jackets were probably a little bit of a wake-up call because the Sharks gave up three goals in the first so half of the game, which really killed them. They looked, did not look yeah. like they were trying. Yeah. It was so frustrating it was, to watch. It was, that was pretty much what got them because they started to roll. They started to carry on the attack more, but they could only get two two goals past Bobrovsky, who was having a great game that game, and they lost. Uh, it was four two, but realistically, with the empty net, it was a three two game. We almost tied it, I would yeah. say, but uh, not enough. And you can't really go down three zero. Yeah, you can't to... expect a win going down three yeah. zero by the second period. The Sharks have come back from a three goal deficit a couple times this yeah, season. Yeah, they, they're think, a team but... who can do it, but your chances are very slim. Yeah, especially with how well they can play defensively, which they showed in that St. Louis game, which is the most recent game. St. Louis is so boring. By the way, I think the Capitals game started. Oh, yeah, don't look at the score. We can watch it. Okay, well, yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah, so the other thing of Sharks news is the power play was like a – Historic oh for thirty two or thirty one oh for like some record that was held in the fifty eight fifty nine season the record like per- in particular is like I don't think it's like the worst oh, oh, power yeah, play yeah. streak it was it's the like longest stretch of strength, strength goals. goals between power play goals yeah, yeah. or uh, special teams goals or something like that it was like tied with Boston back in the fifties or something yeah, it was like, 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 like fifty eight fifty nine <laughs> and it's like yeah oh, oh that's bad <laughs> but we're still like top ten in the league somehow. yeah because our power play was like. <laughs> First, it was second, like 30, overall, it was like and then it's slowly dropping. For a while, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. So the thing that I saw as an untrained person is that it just seemed like our power play couldn't set up. Uh-huh. Like our zone entries, we would get in, and we just like weren't able to set up that well. So then we would spend more time setting up, and then they would break it up, and then we'd have to go back and try it again. Um, yeah, and that's rough. If you can't set up, you can't really score unless you get like a breakaway and a penalty kill, which doesn't really happen that much. Mm. Um, on a breakaway on a power play. Uh, yeah, so it was rough. The Sharks scored the other day. Uh, Bodker got his goal. Uh, it just came on the power play. It was really good. Really quick release. Um, nice little pass by Donsko too. Yeah, Donsko had a really good pass. He like looked off a player and then passed to Bodker. He did like a one touch tap to himself to get it in front in front of him. Since it came like behind him or like to the side, and he like snapshotted it like right past mm. the goalie who was so bad. Carter Hutton is technically no, the backup. Uh, yeah, Carter oh, yeah, Hutton's yeah, okay. the backup in St. Louis. Like, a few years ago, Brian Elliott and Jake Allen were, like, the best goaltending duo yeah. in the league. And they their goals against averages were, like, on sub two. It was insane. And then Elliott, I and guess. And we played them in the playoffs And we played in the playoffs We lost, year. like, four to one in that series, I think. Oh, we yeah. Only, the we first, won the first yeah, game, and, and then we just got steamrolled. Yeah, yeah was, we lost in that series, and they were just like, we just could not score at all. And then uh, we played them when we went to the Stanley Cup final, and we steamrolled them since then and yeah. when Elliot was playing. And then Elliot that season went to the Calgary. Flames, yeah. and he flamed out. And yeah, now he's, he's with on... the Flyers, and now he's, like, injured. Yeah. And they had a trade for Peter I think Mrazek. he picked things up towards the end with He Calgary. picked things up, but I just don't understand yeah. how he was, like, he was he was the best in the league. And then he just, like, Him stopped. and Halak, yeah. We had a really good season together. Yeah. Halak, what? Halak. That was the, the goaltending duo in St. Louis in 2011-2012. Oh, that yeah. Was the duo. Halak when he was at like the stone wall with Montreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Montreal? Yeah, Yaroslav Halak was started in Montreal in a playoff no, series I'm against Washington. No, I'm saying... I was not saying that season. That was for the Blues, and you're right. Was he? Yeah. Um, did he play in Montreal? He did. How yeah. long ago? Like, longer ago than that. Really? Yep. 
<laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know past a certain point very well. Yeah. So then uh, they traded him away, or he left in free agency, and then Jake Allen wasn't as good. And Carter Hutton... Jake Allen, the intended starter. The, the intended starter, season, yeah. Or last season. It was supposed to be starting, and he's like struggled so badly mm-hmm. that the backup, Carter Hutton, who is a former Worcester Shark, mm-hmm. um, never played for the Sharks. Maybe like one game as an emergency appearance or something, but he's never the backup. Um, has outplayed him this season, and he is the de facto starter this season. So we and the, But he was hurt in the morning skate, so then we played Jake Allen, and Jake Allen, I've never seen a goalie look that bad. It was insane. He couldn't catch anything. The rebounds were coming off him like free candy. But we couldn't score. We, well, we couldn't <laughs> score because it's St. Louis, and all they do is try to like suffocate you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like the entire time, the entire game, the Sharks looked ridiculously in control. Mm-hmm. But then Carter Hutton was like, he eventually, or Jake Allen like warmed up as it went on. And he was, like, losing track of the puck, too. He's, like, he would be, like, looking around, and, like, the puck is, like, on his right side, and he's, like, looking to the left. It's, like, what? Like, mm. You're a goalie. How do you do that? Mm. Just seems like a lot of mental issues going on for him right now. Uh, just, like, confidence stuff. But uh, he kind of warmed up as the game went on, but the Sharks got one, then they got two. Um, yeah, so it worked out well. Uh, so the power play scored in that game, ending that, like, historically bad streak. So, hopefully, the Sharks pick that up again because we don't score a ton of goals at all. We have the ability to do so, but most of the time, we're not scoring like four or five a night, like maybe like the Lightning are or the mm-hmm. Islanders or something. Uh, so, special teams are a big part of us. Like, we have the capability to do that. And I think an added caveat is that Evander Kane plays the power play differently than we do. Um, when he first came, that first game, he was on the power play. And it looked, uh, he didn't really look like he fit into the Sharks power play system. It was interesting. Like, I was just noticing, I was like, hey, I think I think Couture would make a different decision than he did on the wall right there. Mm. And obviously he's more games and then we had like a five or four day break of just nothing. Yeah. Practices. So he, he progressively looked more integrated into the yeah. uh, power play. But... Yeah, I will so say, let's, let's hope it gets better and continues to score. The Sharks look up. like a team that have the capability to do everything well right now. Yeah, like they could play. They we know foundation of defense is really solid. Our penalty kill and our power play penalty kill is number one in the NHL. have been very good throughout mm-hmm. this season, despite the last power play outage. Um, actually, Which you know, I was so the funny because the beginning yeah. of the year was so bad, and then currently then from it was last, really like, good was really bad. So that season, that period was yeah. really good, was like ultra good. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, because we were like top three in yeah. the NHL for a little so bit. So maybe the jury's still out a little bit on the power play, but we know that it's capable. Of if being it was firing good. at like a somewhat consistent rate, we'd, yeah. we would be top 10. Yeah. Maybe we'd be fifth or sixth or something, which is still pretty good. And then goaltending, I don't have Dude, qualms about goaltending. High five for the goaltending. Yeah. It's it's killing it right yeah. now. I can actually high five you. I yeah. got to say, That's like, it's a lot easier to talk to you and I could see your body language. Yeah. Yeah. We're sending secret messages with our eyeballs. Yeah. Linking SOS. Yeah. Anyway, well, we should probably wrap this up and start watching that Capitals game. Um, So thanks for listening. We should, uh, you know, if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, you could follow me at at DMiggs22. You should post more. My Twitter handle. Yeah, I don't post very often, but maybe Maybe I will. Yeah. Uh, You can follow me at Ian Said So. Yeah. And what's our uh, Twitter handle? And our Twitter handle for our podcast which you can send us questions or anything you want. Leave us comments. We tweet from the games every once in a while. Uh, that is at underscore back to the point. Yep. Please check us out. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And uh, it probably be less philosophical on most days. But uh, yeah. thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Bye.